weird times, creepy crimes, and unexplained phenomenon. If it's weird and it's in Florida, it's on the SoFlo Weird Show. Here's your host and head weirdo, Mia Lorenzo. Welcome, weirdos. Thank you for joining me. Today we dive deep to find a real Florida treasure. I'm not talking about gold and silver coins from the wreck of a Spanish ship from 1715. No, I'm talking about experiencing a hidden gem approximately 25 feet deep on the sea floor of the Emerald Lagoon in Key Largo, Florida. It's called Jules Undersea Lodge, named after the author Jules Verne, who wrote 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. This one-of-a-kind location offers overnight stays for visitors wanting a unique diving experience, one where you can literally sleep with the fishes. Jules is located in a mangrove lagoon, which serves as a natural nursery area for many reef fish. Tropical angelfish, parrotfish, barracuda, and snappers peer through the habitat's windows, while sea anemones, sponges, oysters, and feather duster worms cover every inch of this underwater world. Jules Undersea Lodge actually began its existence as La Chalupa Research Laboratory, an underwater habitat used to explore the continental shelf off the coast of Puerto Rico in the 1970s. It is the first and only underwater hotel where scuba diving is the only way to get to your room. Jules is also the first underwater research lab to have ever been made accessible to the average person. The lodge features a two-bedroom, one-bath retreat. It's filled with compressed air, which prevents the water from rising and flooding the rooms. A moon pool entrance in the floor of the building makes entering the lodge much like surfacing through a small swimming pool. Divers find themselves in the wet room, the center of three compartments that make up the underwater living quarters. The wet room is where divers leave their gear, shower, and towel off before entering the rest of the living area. The air-conditioned living space has two private bedrooms and a common room with a galley, dining, and entertainment areas. Habitat operations are monitored by the mission director from the land-based command center located at the edge of the lagoon. The control center is connected to Jules Undersea Lodge by an umbilical cable which delivers fresh air, water, power, and communications. Now you must be a certified diver to stay there, but don't worry if you're not, because dive instructors and dive masters are on site to provide the training you need to get certified. On my recent visit to the lodge, dive school was in full swing. There was also construction going on, but to get to the heart of the action, we needed to take it all in. I was fortunate enough to follow this weird and wonderful adventure with Emily George and her 11-year-old son, Jude Payne. Most people in Florida have never heard of this unique underwater habitat, so I had to inquire as to how two people from Massachusetts found out about it. Jude is on February vacation right now from school, and I just had my 40th birthday. And so we were planning um, a trip to come down here to visit some friends that lived in Naples. And I'm already certified in scuba, and Jude really wanted to be. And um, we needed to go somewhere warm because we can't learn scuba in Massachusetts. It just seemed a little bit too difficult for Jude. So cold. <laughs> Um, so I found this place in the Keys to get his certification while we were down here celebrating my 40th birthday. 
And then I just had recalled reading somewhere about these underwater hotels that you had to dive to. And I thought most of them were in Southeast Asia. So one day it just kind of hit me that I should just look and do a search. And I saw that there was one here in Key Largo and I knew that's where we were going to be coming for his certification. And so I thought, oh my goodness, what if we could stay there? And I didn't expect them to have any openings because there was only one night we could do it so that he would be certified with his diving. And they had the night free. And so we booked it and that's how we found it and kind of made our plans. And what did you think when she said we're gonna sleep underwater? What did you think? Um, I didn't believe her at first and I also just went to bed thinking that this could never be true. <laughs> Every adventure starts with a single step. And step one when you arrive is meeting Daniel Blesio, the mission director at Jules Undersea Lodge. Aside from being dive master, his role includes that of a concierge, bellhop, maintenance director, safety inspector, housekeeping, security, and even room service. On any given mission, Daniel dives down at least seven times, if not more. This is to prepare the lodge before guests arrive, assisting them during their stay, and clean up after they've gone. In fact, it's a 24-hour job during a mission, oftentimes staying longer to make sure everything gets done. A mission director, you have to wear different hats. You do the reception of the our guests after they register in. If they do not have, for example, their own gear to scuba dive, I will provide the gear, I will measure the gear, I will, whatever they need from head to toe. After that, I normally take them to a tour in which I show them how the facilities work. After that, I go down and, and do the trips that I had to do to bring the belongings down to the lodge. And finally, I come out and I escort the guests to the lodge. Once I'm in the lodge, I come, up, I come in, I help them to get the gear out of the water. I give them a briefing, the, pretty much the ABCs of how, they work, how everything works inside. I show them around. And finally, I ask them pretty much, we coordinate at what time they're gonna have dinner. Around five o'clock, I receive the, their dinner. Normally 90%, 96% of the time is pizza. Daniel hand delivers a pizza to his guests underwater. This freshly delivered, piping hot pizza gets carefully double bagged and packed into a waterproof plastic pelican case and delivered with the utmost care as to not disturb its most precious contents. Here's Daniel in his dive gear explaining his strategy for delivering the perfect pizza. This container, since it's food inside, it will now go standing up and gonna go flat. That way I don't disturb the food. With that said, there we go. In fact, all the guests' belongings get packed this way for transport to the lodge. This is what goes down, right? Yeah. As Daniel packs their things, I ask Emily and Jude to explain how they're feeling about their upcoming adventure. We're really excited. We've been planning it for a long time now. Well, I guess like a couple months. We've been really looking forward to it. Is there one thing you're looking forward to the most? 
probably all the diving. Mm -hmm. The night diving is actually really exciting to me, too. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh yeah. Oh I've yeah. I totally forgot about the night dive. Yeah. And he'll have lights, and there's like little glow sticks. He said he'll like put on our tanks so we can make sure we see each other. And the pizza. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pizza. <laughs> so you you're a diver anyway, right? Yeah, I haven't done a ton of diving, but I've been a handful of times now. I just started a few years ago. And he was willing and able to start right now? Yeah, he's been certified for about 30 minutes and we're gonna go stay underwater. <laughs> no pun intended, but you're diving in head first. That is right, you are. You're going all the way in. To prepare for their stay, Emily and Jude are taken to the command center to get a briefing from Daniel. Do you sleep in here? Wow. Sit down in my bed. <laughs> This is how it work. During the time that you remain inside, you're always gonna have somebody on the surface to do the watch for you guys. And otherwise, in other words, you will never be unattended. You will have privacy, but you will not be unattended. What I mean by that is simple. What I mean by that is, if you need me, you're always gonna get a hold of me. There's three ways of communicate with me from down there. The intercom, yeah. mm -hmm. which I'm gonna show you what it is, is by that camera here. In the bedrooms and also on the common area, the phone, mm -hmm. which works. The only thing you have to do is picking it up and rings here. Oh, okay. It's nothing to touch up when it's on. It's only for me. Hmm. And the third form of, form of communication is my cell phone. The only way that we will terminate a mission if if we have a problem with the compressor and we stop uh, providing air to the blotch. Now, that means in nothing in terms of safety. It means something in terms of 24 hours, if nothing is done. But I'm gonna give you a full explanation of what to do. Now, what happened if we cannot provide by any chance, like in a hurricane, electric, the electricity goes down and we cannot provide you with it. Something major. Okay. Water, that is what I had this, and this is the only camera. Mm -hmm. The water start rising. Mm. But water will never rise more than here. Okay. Meaning it will never touch you. That is why I said that you're safe at all the time. Because mm -hmm. nothing's gonna happen. I am here for the full extent of your state. Meaning, once you go to sleep, I will lay down here and try to catch a couple hours of sleep. But normally, personally, I always look at the, at the water race. I, even if I know that it's fine, listen to, I walk around to make the compressors that are working fine. It's just a overkill precaution that mm -hmm. I always exercise because it's my job, mm -hmm. okay? We feel great about it. Perfect. Let's do it. All right. Following their briefing, they suit up in their dive gear in preparation for their arrival to the lodge. Ready? Let's go. Ready? Ready? 
After watching Daniel escort Emily and Jude to their underwater sanctuary, I raced back to the command center to record their reaction on a monitor. When Daniel emerges, we sit dockside, and I ask him what kind of guests seek out such unusual lodgings. You have people coming here for numerous reasons. I will say the grand majority is a bucket list. In a deep sense, it is a very unique experience that you share with someone. In the particular case of mother and son, father and son, like I have, I think it was Friday or Saturday, I have a duo father and son. The son is 17 years old, and he's about to go to the Coast Guard. And this was a special vacation between father and son. And when you see the interaction between them, the excitement of this unique experience of spending a night underwater. Come on. Have you had any famous guests? There's been famous people around. Even before I was here, they have a couple, um, Tim Allen, I think from Toy Story, or he, the, the, the comedian yeah, Home yeah, Improvement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have Steven Taylor from... Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. And I have seen a lot of people if you're going to ask me my favorite guest, I only have one. Because I, I it goes with people's personality. Yeah. Uh, I just let people live. I don't care who they are. I know if they come here, they come to escape the daily life. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I want to be the last person to uh, to be a groupie or go on <laughs> trouble. I, I treat them like I treat everybody else. Absolutely. I would not ask for a picture. I would not ask for an uh, autograph or anything. Mm -hmm. I treat them with the respect that I give to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Period. Yeah. It's only one person that I had the pleasure to be in the water with him. And for me, it's a big deal. And it's Mr. Buzz Aldrin. Oh. Okay. <gasps> yes. People can say whatever they wanted. That is my ultimate. Oh, wow. Yeah. The rest is yeah. good, but not like Buzz Wow, Aldrin. sure, sure. <laughs> I hear you. What Daniel is referring to is the time when legendary astronaut Buzz Aldrin visited the lodge to witness college professor Brian Cantrell and instructor Jessica Fain break a new world record for the longest time spent living underwater in a fixed habitat. Here they are resurfacing for the first time after their long stay. There is a sun. Oh, I forgot all about that. It was warm. <laughs> they stayed in the lodge for 73 days in 2014 during a classroom under the sea underwater living mission. They recorded nine episodes that were posted on YouTube and hosted web chats with students across the country. Aldrin dove down to the lodge to visit with them during their stay as he was all too familiar with the surroundings because he had trained for his space missions similar to those underwater conditions. Aldrin appeared in episode two, which featured the sea and space connection. 
Here he is talking about his diving experience. Uh, but the, the life under the sea has really given me uh, sort of an escape. Uh, and, and I first did this diving when I was in 1957. Let's see, I'd have been 27 at the time. Uh, and I've really had that as an avocation uh, ever since. What do you get out of doing this kind of work? How, how is it rewarding? It's extremely strange what I'm going to tell you because it doesn't fit my personality. I'm not a, a bubbly personality. I'm very quiet and in my corner. But the interaction, especially when I see young people and I see what is the future holds. And since, unfortunately, we live in a world where everything is negative, and I, I'm sick and tired of that because that is not what it's all about. It's, you can lie to people and say everything that we see in the world is negative. It is positive, and I see it. And because I see it, I try to make sure that everybody else sees it. As you saw today, the smile on the kid's face and the yeah. mother, and yeah. come on. That is priceless. Yeah. I have a conversation when we went down there. Mm -hmm. uh, I told him, yeah, man, 30 years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to remember that you have this fantastic experience with your mom. And that is no money, nothing in the world that you're going to do. They're going to surprise that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And if you think about it, now he will not thinking because he's into other things because he's an 11 year old kid mm -hmm. but no it'll sink in it'll ah pun intended sink in yeah <laughs> absolutely the next morning i'm excited to see emily and jude again and to hear in great detail what their experience was like you kind of swim in and the outside is covered like yeah it looks like a shipwreck There's i mean like you a reef on top yeah, you would have no idea that that's what it is. But then you just kind of see these steps and then you come up almost like a trap door. And then yeah. you're just in this like air hatch. chamber, you know, and so that's that's what it is. And then you take off all your gear there. And then there's like little like portholes that you like crawl into like for each like room. Mm -hmm. There's also um, a stuffed animal clownfish, stuffed animal hammerhead shark, and then two rubber dolphin heads attached to the wall. And I named the clownfish Hank. The shark, <laughs> George, one of the dolphins, Fred, and Pennywise. the other, the other one you named Penny, and then I just, and then I didn't really like that, so I changed it to Pennywise. Oh, okay, <laughs> so cool. When you come in, I see that there's a wet room, so you mm -hmm. can get out of your wetsuit, mm -hmm. and then you go into a dry area, I guess. Yes, yeah. that are you. They're like almost like um, port doors that you kind of slide shut. Yeah. So then you go in, and there's no cameras in there. That's like the bedrooms, and then the kitchen, and it was fully stocked and comfortable. Lots of mm -hmm. and coke. <laughs> I yeah. do like Sprite. Okay. <laughs> and glow sticks and water. Lots of glow sticks. What was it like under there? I know you did a few dives, and you did a night dive. What was it like just to sit there and 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 watch these? fish and wake up to that what was your did you even sleep at all or yeah, did you we, fall asleep just watching fish we fall asleep just watching fish <laughs> yes because the beds do face the the outside so definitely at night it's too dark to really see anything but before it gets dark like you could lay in bed and just kind of see out and they and there's like tons of like fish like schools just like swim by yeah after diving, you're, it's, we were so exhausted. So we had a good... You're, you just have like a thing that just like gets you. I fell asleep quickly. Maybe you stayed awake for a little bit. 
But it was peaceful and easy to sleep down there. Tell me about the night dive. The night dive, Daniel put glow sticks all over us so we could um, see each other underwater. And then he gave us flashlights and we went out because you really can't see anything. And the visibility was pretty low, you know, without the sun. And then it was kind of murky a little bit last night. And so we just kind of followed him around and we did get to go see some of the shipwrecks, like the anchor and there are cannons down there. It was a really cool experience. What do you think you take away from this going back to Boston? Like, you're, you're, you're going to have great stories to tell. Mm-hmm. You know, I think for me, um, I, I try to think of things that I can invest in that we can do together, that, that we can really um, enjoy together and experience together, especially as he's getting older. And I know that he's always loved animals and creatures, and he's really into... Um, marine biology and so it was just one of those things where I thought this is so worth investing the time and money I feel like it's something that it's going to really give us a ton of reward in the future I mean it was short-term reward obviously because it was such a beautiful experience but I think that um, this just opens up a whole new door for us to continue to find things that we can do together um, to really strengthen and build our relationship and connection for the rest of our lives right Jude yeah That was Emily George and Jude Payne, along with Mission Director Daniel Blesio, talking about their unique adventure at the Jules Undersea Lodge in Key Largo, Florida. Next, we feature the uncanny connections to the story of Jules Undersea Lodge, that of Jules Verne, the author for which the lodge was named after, and indirectly that of astronaut Buzz Aldrin and his mission to the moon. This short story can be found in the pages of Charlie Carlson's Strange Florida 2 book. Weird Prophecy Did Jules Verne foresee Florida as America's space center? The French science fiction novelist Jules Verne seems to have had strange ways of seeing into the future, even when it came to Florida. In 1865, he wrote From the Earth to the Moon, one of his most celebrated novels. Although it was written a century ahead of the Apollo moon mission, Verne's story was about a man's first trip to the moon, a fictional journey launched from, you guessed it, Florida. In the Jules Verne novel, the launch site was at Tampa Town, only about 100 miles from today's Kennedy Space Center, the location of the real moonshot. In his story, as with the actual Apollo moon mission, there were three men inside a space capsule, Verne referred to his three characters as crewmen, as the word astronaut had not been coined yet. The author described the space vehicle in his novel as cylindrical, conical projectile, an uncanny close match to NASA's early space capsules. The great French writer also realized that the best method of changing course of a space vehicle is by firing small rockets, like those used to steer later spacecraft. The space vehicle in From Earth to the Moon was launched from a big 900-foot-long cannon called the Columbiad. The name is similar to NASA's first space shuttle, Columbia, launched in 1981. He described a multi-stage rocket, too, referring to it as the moon train. There was even a dog on board Verne's imaginary spacecraft, long before the Soviets launched their cosmonaut canine, Leica, involuntarily four, three, into orbit aboard two, Sputnik 2. Fire. 
The prophetic Verne also accurately calculated the distance from the Earth to the moon. His spaceship took 73 hours and 13 minutes to reach the moon. The actual Apollo journey took 73 hours and 10 minutes to reach orbit. For Jules Verne to have selected Florida out of all places for his story is a bit strange. The similarities between Verne's fictitious moon mission and the real Apollo mission is downright uncanny. Know of a weird place or have a weird tale to tell? Go to SoFloWeird.com. If you want more strange Florida stories, be sure to visit us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at SoFloWeird. And please, join our SoFlow Weirdos Facebook group, where we share Florida's dubious tales every week. As a fan of the SoFlow Weird Show, there are many ways you can become involved. Our goal is to create a community of weirdos who celebrate all things strange in the Sunshine State. Soon we'll be launching a membership with exclusive benefits and some really cool events. But for now, here's Michelle to tell you how you can join our team. Are you a super fan and weirdo to the core? Then consider joining our SoFlow Weird Street Team. Get free stickers and represent us on social media with the hashtag SoFloWeirdStreetTeam. Just send us a message on social media or through our website and you'll be on your way to Street Team status. Like what you hear on this podcast? Then consider giving us a review and please share with your friends. If you wish to support the SoFlo team and our freakish mission to entertain your insatiable appetite for weird stories, then go on our website, pick up some SoFlo swag, or buy us a coffee, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. Thanks, Michelle. The SoFlo team is happy to give a shout-out to the Tiki Tender Guy, Mark Woods, founder of Fun Coast Bartending. High five, dude, for buying us a few coffees to support this podcast. I'm Mia Lorenzo. Thank you for listening to the SoFlo Weird Show. Special thanks goes to our weird announcer, Joe Johnson and Michelle McArdle for promotion and production assistance. This has been a Sideshow Charlie production, inspired by Florida's master of the weird, Charlie Carlson. Stay weird, everybody.